Okay, okay, okay. So, hmm. So I, that's why I put this down. So now we have all the all the big guns off. Thank you. Yes, good. Thank you. So we got the thirty. We got the ten. The Note Ten Plus. We have the iPhone. We've got the Flow Max. And I'm gonna throw in the LG V50, even though technically it's not really. Well, the, the G8X launch. I think the and that's V gonna come series. We're not I think we're the gonna V series get v. is their note. That's how I see it. But I we're not gonna get V. This is what I'm telling yes, you. Yes, I know, I know, I know. But it, it's <laughs> you the get the same press release as I do. Oh, yeah, I don't read. So you them, got the the G8X press release the other day. Yeah, didn't but you? I don't read them. Yeah, so mm. the dual screen, We've and that's a great way that. to start no, the fifty fifth episode. I just faced up not reading my press releases. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fifty fifth episode, fifty fifth <clears throat> episode of the Overclocked Z A podcast. That's O V R C L K D underscore Z A. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for seeking us out. You only here because you clicked on it and you thought we were interesting the last time. And I, I, I applaud you for that. We so. were interesting the last time. I am joined as always by the editor of Tech Magazine, largest consumer technology publication in South Africa, Gavin Dudley. Hello. Gavin, how are you doing? Hello. Besides from not reading your press releases. Good. I'm determined <laughs> to prevent you from saying Samsung S10 this week and to keep you off the Apple Apple okay. trail. Okay, let's okay. start. We'll this see. Off. It's, it's going to be an uphill I'm, struggle I'm, the whole I way. I am just going to dive <laughs> into it. So I got the Note 10, the Galaxy Note 10 Plus, on review. It's sitting in front of me right now. He's already I, broken the screen, folks. Yes, because it <laughs> arrived without a case, Don't and I was very anxious <laughs> to use it because it's a massive phone and it it's is. like a glass sandwich. And honestly, uh, off the top of my head, using it for like three days intensively get the S10 Plus unless you cannot live life without a S Pen get the Galaxy S10 Plus this phone is just begging to be dropped I'm now I you know I would style myself as a Note user I yes. would have to say but I mean for me the whole point about the Note is that it's slightly more business oriented which means that it, it needs less fussy handling it needs a, and this is not that phone this phone just it's entirely contoured. They, where the screen meets the back of the phone is now a complete curve. There's nothing to hang on to. This thing is just waiting to fall out of your hand, man. It's terrifying. It's a beautiful device, though. It's it terrifying. really is, and the, the screen is... Well, those are very hard square corners, I must say, reminiscent of the Sony phones, these hard yeah. square corners. And where, where, you know, typically the, the Samsung S-series got nice rounded corners. You know, it's all multimedia But Samsung, Samsung needs to get their, their, their battery game into mm -hmm, it, because mm -hmm. they have shafted us again. We're getting the, the Exynos chip, which is their home-baked one, instead of the Qualcomm one. I don't think that's such a big deal-breaker. Gavin, I mean, for what's this? Four thousand three hundred milliamp hours on with a six point eight inch screen. Yeah, I'm getting maybe four and a half hours screen on yeah, time. Yeah, with yeah. It. So what is weirding me out is that I've been spending a lot of time with mid-range and entry-level phones around the three thousand rand, the one thousand five hundred rand, the four thousand rand, and those guys have all got. 6.2, 6.4 inch screens, almost as big as a Note, and they've got 4,000 milliamp hour batteries. So yeah. I just don't understand why they think they can get away with a three and a half, or 3,500 so milliamp hour battery. Shocker. The benefits they were touting was the, like they haven't even advanced, I'm sorry, but they haven't even advanced the camera. The camera is the exact same. They have the, the what's it, the time of flight camera at the back now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the back. No Oops. discernible difference between the, mm. my S10 and that one so when it comes to bokeh. Okay. Bokeh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bokeh. <laughs> okay. That ported mode stuff, like the cutouts are equal, if not the same. 
like there's slight little software differences mm -hmm. that I can see in the processing, the way they're processing the mm. JPEG. But the update came out, it's coming out this week for the S10 family. Okay, what I couldn't get was a ballpark price. So give me a ballpark price for the S10. The Note 10 Plus. Uh, Note 10 Plus. The, that's 20,000 base Rand. unit. Base unit 20,000. That's 20,000 Rand. Okay, and that's now the same as the uh, iPhone 11 Pro, really. Well, the iPhone oh, 11 no, Pro was 22,000. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, so for 20,000 Rand, we get the base model of Samsung's new flagship. Yes, yeah. and it's not that's actually worse than the than the S10 Plus, which you can now pick up at a discount. Mm. Um, I've seen it around for like seventeen thousand rand. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Okay. It doesn't have a headphone jack. Yeah, but I think we have to resign <laughs> ourselves to the inevitable. Yes. By this and time next year, no one will. I have actually a headphone jack. prefer. Mm the camera the front facing camera off to the side a little bit mm -hmm. instead of having it in the middle because mm. now i notice it more I when see. it was off to the side like you don't notice it as much mm. okay <laughs> but now okay. that it's like dead center i just don't notice these things at all ever but then i don't watch full screen videos for hours and yeah. you know it just yeah. doesn't yeah. bother me at all so i do still think that i will get value out of a stylus which is why the note still works for me there are very few other phones produced with a stylus yes. lg produces a great stylus phone for a mere five thousand rand big screen great stylus does the job obviously samsung stylus is a whole lot more sophisticated so if you're going to use those features maybe you want to consider the yeah, note 10 and, and the decks on windows i tried on my windows laptop uh, it's great okay it's it's all right it's fine it's not twenty thousand rand phone. i just want to point out that they are playing cool in the gang at the spur yes <laughs> yes they are they are they're playing the get down on it anyway yeah that's enough enough note 10 talk to me i'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not really convinced i, I still want to try so, out the small one though so if you, um, if you the small want one i think is the one to get if you want to look at the big ass phone screens now with top spec all singing all dancing you've got a choice of about four um huawei launched its mate 30 uh, uh, which is a jolly interesting product as well. We dis we discussed that on and off, and its its limitations, the problem they're having with Donald Trump, America, and Android. So we won't get into that again. But that launched last week. Then two weeks ago, um, the iPhone 11 Flow Max. Oh, sorry, I Pro mean Max. Pro Max. Oh, Flow Max um, launched, which is also 6.5 inch. Uh, 6.3. No. no, no. Yes, it's 6. Three. Not more? No, it's 6.3 Okay, yeah. 6.3. So the iPhone 11 uh, Pro Flow Max, Max uh, will be close to 24,000 Rand. Yes. Yeah. The, for, the, for the base model, entry-level model. 64 gigs. So you've got yeah. your Note 10 Plus, you've got your iPhone equivalent, you've got your Huawei equivalent, and we would really dearly have loved to see the LG V50, which would have been LG's equivalent, but I have it on authority from Lindsay that they won't be bringing it to South Africa. Yes. Okay, so that, that's the bottom line on your megaphones. Yeah, so mate, mate was a, you were, you, were, you were saying that there was no like South African coverage on there was no pricing out yeah, there was nothing, nothing. barely got a, a press yeah. release um the journalist at the event which you skipped did you say journalist singular <laughs> uh, journalists uh -huh. um even the guys were flown up from cape town uh -huh. they weren't allowed to take any pictures of the devices in the demo area why um i i so in a lot of european i saw a lot of european guys um covering it and they were saying that it didn't even really exist on the Huawei websites um, in their countries. Yeah, that's, that's my concern. So, so at least we have it on the main page of, of consumer.huawei.com forward slash ZA. Okay, because uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued by this whole operating so system. I wrote this Are whole they trying to downplay it or something? I, 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 I wrote this whole spiel about how the Mate 30 is the best phone you shouldn't buy um, on that opinion guide that's mm. your ZA. And 
I wrote that on Monday, and the very next day, which was yesterday, mm. the Heritage Day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we are, um, there were all sorts of YouTube videos coming out about how to download Google apps onto your I see your, already, your already Huawei the, the workarounds, yes. Yeah, okay. so it's like there's, a, there's an app that you search for in the Huawei app gallery, yeah. and through that, you just like granted some permissions, okay. and then it downloads Play Store and all, all the Google right, apps. All right, so the old side or loading. Least, yeah, downloads Play ser- the yeah. Google Play services and the Play Store, and then obviously Play Store you can yeah, download. Yes, I mean, if you're a Huawei, you probably made that as easy as possible yeah. and did absolutely nothing about yeah. preventing people so, from doing that. Yeah, yeah. so they, mm. they... But that was the day before they actually put out a press release. That was what I responded to, where they said that the bootloader would not be unlocked, so you wouldn't be able to easily obtain root for the device okay this to then sideload the google apps yeah for those who are who are arriving at this issue for the first time we've been debating non-stop for the last several yeah. months uh what huawei would do if it was not allowed yeah. to use android on its phones as per um, new legislation from the trump government and this is the this the may 30 is um, huawei's first or second response yeah. to that question which is why it's important to see if anybody could break away from Android, how they would do it, what they would do, and how it would work out yeah. in the market. So we're about to find all that out. Yeah. But let's not get stuck on that. Let's yeah, so it's just an app that you download from Huawei App Gallery, and there you go, Bob's your uncle. Mm. So maybe you should get to make the so, And they'll probably sell it at a, at a cheap I'd, price. I'd be interested. If nothing else, it might be a collector's item. It's the first <laughs> phone that broke from Android, and you know. Um, now, I didn't actually see this. I'm quite the big rugby fan, as are yeah. we both. And I always line up my viewing. I visit my aunt, who has DSTV down the road. <laughs> go and watch there. Um, and I hear that the live stream, yes. the much touted live stream, failed, and people were left without a game, basically. Oh, oh, there was DSTV oh. now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think was, people had planned to watch. I almost fell foul of it because what happened was, if you had like started watching the pre-game stuff, mm. you were left on. I but see. then people who connected. As when the game started, they okay. were locked out. So it effectively, I wonder if they if they'd limited the number of streams. Or I something. don't think so. I think they just overloaded something. Yeah, they oh, okay. they didn't have the dynamic scaling wasn't yes, yes, in, yes, enough okay. in the background. But I mean the disaster, and you can just imagine South African Twitter erupting yeah. as the stream goes dead. Yeah. So you know? I was I actually I got into the shower and I let the kids watch the opening ceremony from mm-hmm. the day before, uh, okay. and then we watched some of the the pregame uh-huh. pregame stuff. Yeah, and then went like straight Boom. into okay. it, which was, oh, which was okay, great. And okay. my stream actually worked. Uh, I, like, I did because my sister came over and like a friend of mine came over Ooh, to watch the game. High risk, high so risk. I switched off all my devices <laughs> in the house <laughs> to make sure the stream handled at max. Very smart. Very smart. I actually high lowered risk. it to, I think uh, the, you can set it to like a medium tier. Uh, okay, where okay. It uses less so you wanted, you wanted yeah. reliability more yeah. than you needed yeah. quality. Yeah. So we were Absolutely. watching probably at like five. 560p or something. Okay, okay, but cool, cool, cool. played cool. throughout. Okay. I'm a high-risk strategy, <laughs> having the, people the, over the for a streaming sports event. drifting it. away. No. <laughs> okay, high-risk strategy. Well done, well done. So I still haven't streamed the Springbok Rugby game, but I shall sometime soon. Yes, uh, that's on DSTV now. They're not streaming it on Showmax. Okay. Um, on Showmax, they do have very comprehensive live, mm. uh, oh, not live, highlights packages, mm. and all the so, magazine show packages as well. So how do you get DSTV now? Um, you need somebody with a DSTV premium subscription, right. and then you use their login. So you can't get DSTV now as a standalone product? You download it as a standalone app, but you need a you log. You have to have a DSTV proper account. Yeah, premium subscription, yes. So this is just an internet option on yes. your existing satellite yes. subscription. Yes. Right, okay. Which I think is great, actually. 
Well, but that's just because you hijacking on your sister's DSTV yes. subscription. <laughs> I think this is a great option, he says. Um, not uh, paying a cent for it. Okay. If any of the listeners don't know yet, SABC actually secured the radio-only rights for streaming or at least broadcasting the Springbok games. So it's all the, pool the Springbok games. pool games plus quarterfinals plus semifinals and finals. Right. That you can hear on SABC Radio. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into No, they have rights for the semifinals. Oh, oh even if the box yeah. are not in yes. it. Right, I see, see, see. Okay. All Which right. they will be, Gavin. We're going to win the thing. Of course, absolutely. We're just teasing people with a false start there. Um, Right, uh, I was busy researching electric bicycles, which then got me onto electric cars, which then got me onto mini cars. These tiny little two-seater cars that you see zipping around in Europe and that we have seen from time to time in South Africa, like the smart cars and those things. And I decided to look at what the electric car offering was in South Africa. And I don't know much about the industry, nothing like what you know about the industry. But I got stuck with basically two options, BMW and Nissan Leaf. These were my two options. These were the only two cars I could see were broadly supported through sales and everything else. The BMW i3 is their sort of golf equivalent hatchback or polo golf style hatchback, except the BMW pricing. And uh, the Nissan Leaf, which is also, it's probably the Ford equivalent, you know, hatchback kind of thing. I don't know what the Nissan price is. My understanding is the BMW i3 uh, is somewhere in the region of of 600,000 rand. That's 600,000 rand for an electric hatchback car. Yes. I mean... (laughs) Okay, what does a new GTI cost? I don't know. Uh, around that price, I think. Uh, oh, really? The, the new GTI, is, I think it's 720000 or 680000 Good I gracious. I speak under correction. Right. Well, there's um, a good chance your i3 will still drop them at the lights, but who knows? <laughs> no. Okay, so I was a little shocked that the the sort of the, the pocket hatchback car in South Africa was 600000 yeah. And how much is the Nissan Leaf? Nissan uh, Leaf has actually just run out of the, the the, the first generation production okay and the second gen is expected to arrive towards the end of last of next year sorry okay but give us a ballpark pricing for the last uh, one you ballpark, gonna, ballpark. You can you're looking at about like four and upwards of 350,000 all right okay so I've driven two versions mm-hmm. of it and it wasn't great <laughs> okay okay but, no, but you must get your expectations you drive far too many sexy cars so your expectations no, are automatically it, it in wasn't the wrong place. so i'm 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 on board fully on board for electric revolution i okay. try and drive as many of them as i can mm. um, i'm trying to get the ipace there's a company called everything 47 or mm. website that's giving away like a oh, day daily a, yes yes you told us about this yeah. last week your planned yes. daily jaunt so so jaguar has come into the market in a big way and with by a big way i mean over a million bucks for the car, yes. yes? Yeah. It starts at like 1.2 million. Right, so let's all rush out and drop that mill. But it is, it is by all accounts, and, and it pains me to say this because I've been bashing Jaguar yeah. for years for like okay. just selling the same car uh-huh. in like different guises uh-huh. like forever. And they're always like late to technology. Okay, but it was a good product. It's a very, very good product. So that's it, the Jaguar I-Pace. Yeah, the Jaguar so I-Pace. 1.2 million. Yes, oh, okay. yeah, starting price before you even bolt on the... So it's kind of, it's a mid-size SUV. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's about, so it's the, not a about the size of like a, of a yeah. Freelander or a, okay. what's it... Um, the right. Discovery Sport and uh, the, uh, ra- the Range Rover Evoque. Range Rover Evoque. Okay, right. So it's okay. Like, yeah, so it's, it's a mid size. Okay, so that's 1.2 million for the base Jaguar. Yeah. That's 600,000 for the baby yeah. BMW. There's a BMW i8, but we won't even go into that. No, but the i8 is also a, a hybrid. Okay, it is one of the yeah. most sexy looking cars I've ever seen. It's not anyway. fully electric. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we've got the BMW i3. 
And then we've got the Nissan Leaf, whose first incarnation is going away to be replaced by a new model, but we think the base model might get down as low as 350, yeah. 400 more likely, which I think is probably the much more attractive proposition yeah. for most people, regardless of the finishes of the car. I mean, price points, you just can't so pay $600,000 for So, maxed out with like so the full battery capacity mm. and the range extender engine, so mm -hmm. they have like a little... It's on, on the Leaf. Yeah, on yeah. The, no, the i3. i3, right. Okay. Um, you're looking at about... 250 kilometers of range mm -hmm. um, which That's is adequate man it's yeah, adequate yeah which is which is really 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 good and yeah you charge them up they you they fit most or at least they use most um, charging domestic charges can work yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. very slow the domestic oh, charger but it can work Jaguar I paste the one thing I think that's very cheeky of uh -huh. them they'll sell you that car uh -huh. um, but you have to buy the cable separately <laughs> Okay, yeah, the cable so probably costs the, the same as an air conditioner. Yeah, the cable yeah. that you're plugging into your, your standard house socket. Yeah. Which would then take about anything from very six long time to 10 hours to recharge. That's not bad. But That's not bad. they've gone into partnership with a company called um, Grid Cars. Uh -huh. So they do a lot of infrastructure, charging infrastructure. And there's a list on the Jaguar website of... Charge points. Yeah, of charging points. So they've gone actually quite far along the N1 and N2. So you can get all the way from Johannesburg. So they're running at about 450 kilometers of a yeah, single so charge. Yeah, so you're going to charge three times on the way yeah. to Joburg, yeah? So at these at these charging points, they have the DC chargers, so the 60 kilowatt chargers. Mm, fast charge. Which will get you 0 to 80% in 72 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think what we're saying is the charge stations have been a big inhibitor to the rollout of electric cars, especially yeah. in South Africa, not just the price. Because at 350 Rand for a Nissan Leaf, that's not over the top. 600,000 Rand for an i3 BMW is yeah. way over the top. But the charge stations have been a problem. So a lot of energy has gone into that. And, for example, BMW and Nissan are supposed to be working together on rolling out charge stations. You might see them at some high-end malls and that kind of thing. But as Lindsay told me earlier, BMW now has charge stations at most of its dealerships, which is yes. a good way to go. Um, and then Jaguar is also trying to be very aggressive in its rollout of yeah. charge stations. And this is all good. And then yesterday I saw a press release from a company called Generation.E. And they are doing a kind of media junket in which they drive from Pretoria to Cape Town and unveil charging stations all along the route. So I guess that means they're already in place and they're just opening yeah. them. But it means the charge stations are rapidly sort of coming along. And I don't, you know, if you're just doing typical city commuting between the charge station near your office and your socket at home, you, you're totally covered. You know, you're yeah. not going to drive more than 120 k's in a day so around the there's, city. So there's plug-in hybrids that you can get. So Volvo has the XC90, um, the T8 is their plug-in hybrid. So that gives you about 35 k's of charge of a full, I mean, 35 k's of range on a full mm. charge. I've done that mm. um, from home to the office already on yeah, the commute, yeah. completely on, on electricity. Uh, which was great. I've also done a trip up the garden route using like the hybrid mode, mm -hmm. which actually worked out really good because okay. on like a really high performance engine, yeah. you're getting like seven to eight liters okay. per 100Ks, which All was right. fantastic. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, what we're saying is it's slowly becoming a more attractive proposition. Lindsay has a very big conspiracy theory about how the, <laughs> motor, companies, the motor companies are obliged to not make the electric cars too attractive because they make all their money out of servicing the petrol cars. Yes. And the petrol cars have got gazillions more parts to break and stuff. So they kind of going to shoot themselves in the foot if they move to these electric cars where nothing needs to be fixed. Exactly. So... Uh, uh, this is Lindy's conspiracy theory. I have kind of 
contention with that, but he knows a lot more about the industry than I do, so maybe I should shut up. But don't, yeah. let's not get into it now. Let's move on. <laughs> move on, move on. Cool, Gavin, you were talking about how to's the last time. Man, I really, really, oh gosh, I don't know where we are on time for this episode, but I really wanted to understand the tap to pay principles. Okay. Okay, now, you may have seen people in your supermarket take out their bank card and instead of sliding it into the the bank machine like they normally do uh, at the at the till in order to pay they um end up taking the card and touching it onto the the, the pay point yes. and the transaction goes through that way so this is one version of touch to pay which Lindsay's going to explain to us in a minute but i'm going to move on quickly yeah. then there's another version where you take the phone and you take the phone and touch it onto the card machine at the toll yes. point and that execute a different kind of transaction. There's a third transaction where you take your phone and you scan barcodes, but I don't want to get too much into that, but I'm interested in those first two. One, you take the card, you touch it onto the card machine, what's going on there? Two, you take your phone, you're touching it onto the card yes. machine, what's going on there? Just give us a, give us an idea. So there's a, so by now you know near field communication, those chips that are in your phone that allow you to access certain information or... NFC, very, yeah. very low power network, basically. Yeah. So there's NFC coils or chip inside of most bank cards that are issued nowadays. And then there's NFC readers. A lot of the, the point of sale uh, machines, so the card machines, are equipped with NFC. Mm. So when so it gives you that little tap sign, it's like a little, like your, your network signal sign with a little hand or card. Yes, what does it look like again? I forget. Okay, so, so when you look at your bank card, that little brass colored thing yeah. the size of a fingernail, smaller than a fingernail even, that the is the... Or it's a Rifford chip actually. Yes, yeah. Yes. So a radio frequency chip. So it doesn't have any power of its own, but it uses the power of the device that it connects to yeah. to activate itself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there it's just about your bank obviously authorizing that sort of payment methods through the POS network and then it's the POS machine reading the information on the chip no. and then saying, cool, up to 500 Rand, I think you can do without any Yes, pin. you don't have to put in a PIN number. Yeah. The transaction just goes through as you make contact. Yes, yeah. and then like the lights light up. <laughs> okay, so so two things I want to point out. First of all, this whole business is called contactless payment. Yes, but, but as Lindsay pointed out to me, <laughs> you are making contact, but you don't technically need to be making contact. You're actually forming a form of wireless connection yeah. between the two devices. It's just convenient to put them in contact with each other, but technically you wouldn't have to. Yes. Um, the near field communication, NFC, is the networking protocol that joins the two yeah. things together. And most people just tap things to each other, but you don't have to. Yeah, right. so these exist also in certain watches as well. Yes. So like Fitbit and Garmin have Garmin and Fitbit. Pay. Right. So yeah. so here, you've got your banking details stored on your watch. So you're taking the watch and you're touching it to the bank card yes. machine instead. Yes. And you're simply sharing your banking details yes. with the vendor. Yes. Right. Through the watch. So there's a, yeah, okay. there's a whole tokenization okay. thing so now, that happens in the background. Okay, now here's what weirds me yeah. out. How to do it. Okay, first of all, it's unclear if all banks, if you've got a bank card with the Rifford chip in it, the little brass colored tack, yeah. if you, if all banks currently support this. Standard yes. bank, as Med far bank. as I know, yes. Okay, right, you've got one of those cards. You can touch your card onto the machine. If your purchase is below 500 Rand, the transaction just goes through instantly. Yes. If it's above if it's 500 Rand, then you'd still need to put in your PIN. Yes. In which case, you save no time and effort at all because you would need to have done that anyway. <laughs> okay, so that's touching your card. Okay, so now touching your phone. Okay, so, so bad, if good touch, bad touch. If and B are the only bank that I know of in this country whose app supports. Right. Like 
doing the, all that tap to pay things through your phone's NFC chip. Okay, so now you take the phone, you touch it to the bank card machine, yes. and using NFC again, yes. except not the NFC in the card, this time the NFC in the yes. phone, it transmits your banking details to the vendor yes. to conclude the transaction, but only if you're using FNB and using the FNB app. Yes, mm. yes. As far as I know, that's the only one. Okay, so it's possible Standard Bank might do it. We don't know for sure, but we yeah. know for sure that FNB does it, which means in theory they could all do it. Yes. Mm. Okay. Then you get Samsung Pay. <laughs> right, now this is, <laughs> things get really weird. Okay, now so let's, let's allow for the fact that, Sam, uh, that, that Lindsay's a big Samsung Pay fan. Yeah. So okay, Samsung Pay filter now out the enthusiasm. uses yeah. Standard Bank, Absa, Nedbank, and if no not if and b okay, almost all the big ones yeah okay and samsung pay will do all of the tap to pay things as well mm. so in the samsung pay app you swipe up or at least however you set it to access your card okay so you input your card details and then it verifies it with your bank right so samsung pay takes your card information checks with your yeah. bank and the bank authorizes samsung pay to do transactions yes. for you right so now okay. you've done all of that stuff and you roll up and you're buying something right and it, it's a tap to pay pos right. point of sale machine right. so then you can just launch samsung pay uh -huh. um, use your biometric method to activate the system so uh, using your, your fingerprint um, or your iris scanner whichever Okay, so this is in Samsung Pay. Samsung Pay is going to ask you to authenticate yes. yourself, right? So then okay, it, like, right. for 30 seconds, it activates all of its... 30 seconds? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to know. Yeah. You're standing there at the Vida, and the queue behind you is going... Uh, no, so so okay. you, you, you processed everything. You've scanned all your stuff at the right. pick and pay. Okay. And the bowl comes up, and then you open up your Samsung open Pay. Open up your Samsung Pay app. And you choose the card that you want to use. Okay, you authenticate so you, yourself. You choose the card yeah. you want the transaction to go through. Then you authenticate. Okay, And then right. it... it, it, it it like activates all of its antennas and right. stuff. And then you tap with then the you, phone. Then you tap. And then you'll get a little check mark. Mm. Um, but if the device, if the POS machine isn't a tap to pay Yes, that's one, the bank card machine, yes. folks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then Samsung do something called magnetic strip technology, yes. MST. This, this is almost like getting into the weeds, but I'm going to yeah. let you keep going. So okay. what it does is it clones a magnetic field. It creates a magnetic field. So it's like the black strip, magnetic strip on your card. It creates it's a very old-fashioned way yeah. of doing things, but it still exists. So then you take your phone, you go through all the authentication thing, mm. and you get the system started, mm. and you hold it on the side of the swipe beside. Where you would swipe the card yes. on the side of the machine in the so old-fashioned way magnetic field interacts with the device and mm. it reads it as a card right. sometimes very 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 few times you actually have to mimic a swipe you have to slide <laughs> the phone down the side of the machine okay fine. but that's very that's out okay. that's outliers i'm amazed you've even done it okay right fine fine woolworths before they enable the nfc okay yeah i see yeah. they're much more up on it now yeah, yeah they, okay. they they you needed to slide right it there. so what would be the advantage of using samsung pay instead of just using the app from my bank Oh, because the app from my bank doesn't work except for FNB. Doesn't, yeah, and it mm. doesn't have the MST thing. Damn, okay. So, like having a Samsung, a high-end Samsung phone, because yes. it's only on the flagships. Okay, that's yeah. about five or six phones up at the top yeah. of the range. Yeah, okay. So, um, using that, it's like carrying your card with you. Okay. And you don't have to carry your card. Yes. So, I love it because I don't have to take my wallet with me. Right. So, I can, like, leave my wallet in the car. Mm. So, Samsung Pay is supported... My, by all the banks and by all the vendors. Yes. Well, just about. Yeah. You know, which is which is why Lindsay's so big on that solution. The inhibitor there is you have to have top-end Samsung yes. phone. 
Which, I mean, there's a fair number of you, I'm sure, listening to this And then you get podcast. stuck in very, very interesting conversations with cashiers. Who insist that it can't be done. Yes, yeah. and okay. then you're like, trust me, <laughs> it will work. No, but okay. our machine doesn't do tap. No, okay. this will work. All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just imagine. I mean, I've seen people trying to deny that it's going to happen because they're very anxious. Okay. So, we've just covered three things there. One, you can press your bank card. Just about all the major yeah. banks now offer that. Simply press your, your card. If it's got the little brass chip in it, press it onto the point of sale bank, yeah. uh, bank card machine. Or... You can tap with your phone against the bank card yeah. machine, but at the moment only if you're FNB and you're using the FNB yes. app. That's a bit of a shame, I would have to say. And the last option is Samsung Pay, which will allow you to use any any of the cards from any of the big banks that have been authorized to work in your Samsung Pay app. But then, of course, you have to have a Samsung phone. Yes. So, you know, there's a couple of inhibitors on all three of those methods. But okay, we've, we've skimmed through it, so to speak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we skimmed through it. We are going to cover this in some depth in Tech Magazine. We're also covering electric bicycles, which is how we got onto the electric mini car story. Um, so do look up the magazine to find out how all this tap-to-pay uh, tap stuff works and what you can and what you can't do. Yes. All right. Um, Gavin, we didn't have any products last week. Yes, but we, we were good anyway. Let's product <laughs> it out today. Let's open up our Take A Lot app. Right. And let's find a treasure. They, I see they have the big tech brand sale going yeah, on yeah, right now. And, and I can't deny there was a lot of good stuff on the list. But so I if you were going to make tech purchases, now is a good time. I have unearthed no. the Canon 200D <laughs> DSLR. So most people think that, yes, phone cameras are really good right mm -hmm. now. But there's still a level of quality that you get off a standalone. DSLR camera, which is amazing, and the Canon, they launched 100D two years, three years ago, mm. and it was great. It's like, it's their, it's their crop sensor, so mm. it's the APS-C sensor, so it's not a full-frame mm -hmm. camera, mm -hmm. um, but it's fully plastic bowl, so mm. it's super light, and it's super compact, Okay. and it's, okay. it's got no weather ceiling. So, so, it's, it's, so it's not quite a starter camera, it's just above the starter yeah, it's, camera. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's the best image quality to mm. price ratio okay, that, that, great. that I can get. You get all and, the and your, 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 Yes, all good, thank you. Okay. And your price there was? So this is 9,799 Rand, but okay. for a bundle which includes a 50 mm prime lens that's f 1.8 lens mm. a 75 to 300 zoom lens mm. and the kit 18 to 55 lens which is incredible and you get a bag and you get a 64 gig sandisk oh. ultra yeah that's pretty SD good SD card so that's pretty yeah, good that's 64 gig will do you for a while okay so that's the 200d yeah, is the, the body yes the that's great Okay, that is actually a good deal. I can't argue with that. So you're getting three lenses in there, really. The kit lens, a 55, and a zoom, a significant zoom. Yeah, and, and that, that, 50, that 50 mil will be amazing because to take portraits and stuff, right. there's not yes, a portrait yes, mode on yeah. a phone that can match that That's quality. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> okay, so the, the, yeah, for those people who are struggling with artistic expression, there's a really good camera that's above your starter, yeah. your starter camera. Um, I'm going to sneak in three products, but I'm going to go really fast. Oh, goodness, okay, you okay, have like... The Sennheiser HD 4.50 Bluetooth noise cancelling headphones. Those are down from over 300, uh, over 3,000 rand to 1,899 rand. If you're looking for audio file oh, quality, one. I didn't even see that. Audio file quality has a great build, great, nice, conservative look, exceptional Sennheiser sound. You can't do better than the Sennheiser HD 4.50. BT Bluetooth NC noise cancelling headphones. 
they're over ear extremely comfortable all right i'm going to jump right along i've discovered the virtues of big monitors man and dell make great monitors dell se 2419h <laughs> that's se 2419h 24 inch full hd monitor looks really nice great yeah. ergonomic looking stand 24 inch monitor you won't look back and finally a dell laptop this is a slightly older model but it's very robust it's not the most sexy looking thing but it's the kind of thing that really works as a workhorse for a mere six thousand rand the dell inspiron 15 3581 which is a core i3 model 15 inch screen 6000 rand a real workhorse pc if you're looking for an entry-level pc don't get anything below a core i3 please okay that's the dell inspiron 15 3581 all right, so we've covered my Dell 24-inch monitor, my Dell 15-inch entry-level notebook for 6,000 Rand. Oh, my Dell monitor, by the way, was 2,000 Rand. I may have forgotten to mention that. My Dell laptop for 6,000 Rand, my Sennheiser headphones for 1,900 Rand. I'm done. Cool. Mm. Um, Gavin, anything else going on? You have maybe five seconds that you can uh, promote anything? No, no, we are giving away magazines, stickers, uh, T-shirts, hats all manner of merchandise at Comic-Con this past weekend and we'll be doing it again at Rage Expo, the big uh, national gaming expo next weekend. Do come and visit us there and collect some merch, tell us how much you love the podcast. Tell your friends they can find the podcast either in their podcatcher or on Spotify or on YouTube or they can visit the Tech Magazine website. That's Tech Magazine Kozar. Yeah, I am sharpshooters across social media, S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. I am that opinion guy on the internet, thatopinionguy.co.za is the website, that opinion guy on YouTube. Check me out there, um, discussing a lot of things, putting up an NHI, National Health Insurance, Ooh, video soon. Um, there's the Sony XB. Speaker SPS with the lights? 43, yeah. Yeah, 24 something, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. XB 24, 240, something. Something like that. Uh, it's nice, nice speaker. That video's going up soon. Um, it's actually quite psychedelic. And it has like throbbing, colorful lights and strobes and things. And then on top of that, you can add beats into the music by slapping on the speaker. Can you yes, believe? Yes, I did not go deep into that. I couldn't get it to work for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then obviously no 10 plus reviews are going up soon and uh -huh. soon apple reviews actually got mm. added to the apple the iphone review list yay not interested in the iphone review list i hope they know i'm not interested we'll, we'll see i think i may have said that i might be able to get them into the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my lord okay fine cool we got you. Right.